Good morning. Welcome to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner with Lindsay Wealth Management. Today is Friday, February 2nd, 2024. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or X. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Lindsay's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. We had talked last week about the market was probably getting close to possibly peaking. And when we're, I say that in general, referring to the S&P 500, that's SPX, which you cannot buy or sell. And everything that we do talk about on the show is not a recommendation. It's just to tell you sort of where the charting pattern is. As always, you need to talk to your financial advisor and understand your risk to be able to make a recommendation of what you should be doing at this point in time. Uh, but when we did talk last uh, we thought that that may have been the peak. It sort of hung around there, jumped up on Tuesday to a new high. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah. It's actually Wednesday. Wednesday of this week, which was day five of being overbought. Usually we're only overbought for four days. Right in there, usually it's time. And guess what? We had a little Fed meeting there on Wednesday. Um there is usually, it just seems to be anymore, there seems to be quite a bit of a reversal that does take place whenever it does come to uh, General Powell and, and the Fed speak. Now, and people would be like, well, I don't understand. He didn't raise interest rates and he didn't lower interest rates. You are correct. He did do none of those. But uh, at, at the same time, what you do need to understand is nothing really changed at the two o'clock hour when things started to change uh started to be when um he started to speak at his press conference and what that comes down to is he said some things or it was really just the the one phrase that it was where um he said we are we do not see ourselves i'm trying to get the exact quote for you don't know if i'm gonna be able to do it but he said here verbatim, I don't think it's likely that the committee will reach a level of confidence by the time of the March meeting. Boom. And that was on uh, whether or not to uh, lower rates. Um, I've said all along on this show that I think that everyone pricing in seven, uh, what, what would be considered seven cuts. Now, Again, I think there needs to be some clarity revolving that around that. Most people, when they consider a cut, would be 25 basis points or a gain. So you could come out and say, I, that's why I would say, if you're going to say seven cuts, I would say that that's 1.75%, so a quarter point each time, or 1.75, a quarter point each time would be what that would be. I've said at most, I think it would be three. I think they keep pushing it off because the commodities keep telling you that, man, this is about ready to turn around here. And I think the inflation, the CPI data is also moving up, which is telling you they know in the back of their minds, even though they're not saying it, in my opinion, that inflation is still going to be sticking around and could be a, a, a sticky issue that they do have to deal with. So that's why I think that they're um, – waiting here and trying to figure this out because it's not going to be that easy for them and then all of a sudden there's a there's a panic that took place in the market like 
oh golly gee I, what what are we doing here they're they're not he basically said they're not going to cut in march and uh would would be looking at may to possibly be doing that so when you start to get into those kind of situations then um that is something that you need to understand that 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 noise is sort of what made uh made headlines and so we're we're sitting here 47 days till the next meeting but the issue was uh when trying to get the percentages here a month ago there was a 73 percent chance that that people thought that they would uh cut cut rates here in march now it's down to 43 uh, it should be sinking lower and lower every single day based on that. Now, I, I say the May meeting. Now, I want to be clear here because uh, the, their dates sometimes get confusing. He, here's their next coming up meeting so you understand. May 1st. So there's not, there's not one in April because of the timing. There's one in May. There's one June 12th. There's one July 31st. So if they don't cut in March, then that means they would have to cut at every single meeting for the rest of the year just to get to six. And you, one of those would have to be cut at 50 basis points to be able to do that. So that is just something to make sure you understand what's going on here with the Fed and, wh- and why people do keep uh, talking about it and, and will continue to talk about it. Um, and, and I would say there's a high probability at this point in time uh, that, that they do not um, – that they're not going to cut rates. So that's just what you need to uh, be aware of at this point in time is what people are seeing, what they're saying, and what they're doing. They're trying to buy time here, and I think they know they're playing a happy little dance. They've gotten away with it so far. The market has built in absolute perfection, and now they basically said, well, perfection's not going to happen. Um, the odds increase here that what, the, what more than likely can happen is the economy starts to turn the other way and especially in the next 47 days and if they don't cut rates there then you're talking about looking out from there to to may you you could have about 70 some days here where where the market is going down and and they've done nothing the odds are the last two weeks of february are usually the worst two weeks historically it's it's really usually bad for the for the market anyway, and this could be another one of those situations where everything starts going south, and then they come in and try to cut too late, which is usually what the norm is if they can do it. But again, inflation is something that they're going to have to worry about. We did see the move down. A daily high should be in place. What should take place in the S and P five hundred is we should be uh, sideways to down for another two or three days. The key there are some key levels here, especially now that we have at least establish a daily top 4839 um you know that that's that was one that we're you know we're, we're right around there but when you start looking at 4783 that is the critical number if it closes below that it's a closing overlap on a larger scale that would tell you that a high is in place now we don't know for sure if a high is in place. We know one is on a daily basis. We don't know if one is on a weekly basis. The way that it actually is working out with the way that happened with the momentums, and this is what makes it a little tricky for anyone trying to tell you what's happening here, is the momentums went down from oversold on the fast line, but then they came back up and got oversold again. So they're not really high up there, which is usually what happens on a peak. Uh, 
With that being said, what could happen here is we could be down for two or three days. And if we don't uh, get below those levels, especially if we don't get below that 47.83, and, and we're holding in there above 47.90, 47.97, which is sort of where it's supposed to come down to based off the pattern levels that we see here, you could get one more run-up that, that would happen and could take this even even higher than where it is. So that's why we won't say it's it's all clear and everything's going going south here. I would just say from a pattern standpoint, from a throw over, the momentum, the price, when you look at everything, it, it's there to possibly be a high. But I, there's no way I could say with full confidence that one is in there. So that's the numbers that we're looking at at this point in time to try to be able to come up with where, you know, ha- have we fully peaked yet or not. It's it's iffy at best is what I would say uh, with the way the momentums are. But the longer momentums are starting to turn down, and, and that's that, that just tells me we're, we're extremely limited here on the upside. If it did go to a new high, it would be right around 5,000. Makes total sense, 5,000 with the charting, everything else, big, fat, round number. Uh, the markets love that stuff. So that's what we're looking for at this point in time. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the daily uh, – should be going down the weekly should be going down the nasdaq uh is overbought continues to go down the russell 2000 is in a little different position the daily it should be going down the weekly acts like it only has another week or two to go down and should be coming up however what i would say is if all the other markets are going down, usually the Russell 2000 being that it's a small cap, it wouldn't be surprised if it flipped over as well. So keep that in mind. Again, we don't know for sure, but that's what we're looking for currently at this point in time. Again, you just got to be a little patient here about the timing of it, because I will say this. If we go back and we look at that number again, the 47.83, if 47.83 does, if it does go through that, the odds increase that it is a weekly high. If a weekly high is in place, more than likely it's going to be a monthly high as well. Uh, and on the grand scheme of things, this would be, be the end of a, a five-wave pattern here. And if that's the case, the most logical, again, is to go back to um, – it would go back to the wave four, which is around 4,100. We do not know that yet, but just sort of telling you, when it does peak, whether it's here or it does in two weeks – um, that, that's the number to look for. Uh, but the, the biggest number to keep your eyes on now is 47.83. Uh, that, that's, that's the big one to tell you if, if things are, are done here on the, on the upside. Uh, we do need to go to a break. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. Follow us on Facebook or X. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Financial questions, real answers. We'll be right back after the short break. Save money and time by shopping with TOC Direct Mail. It comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you need and what you want. Look for TOC Direct in your mailbox this week. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We talked a lot here about bonds and, and watching the bonds. 
the the yield curve had started to uninvert. Now it's sort of steepened a little on the short end um, because what's happened is the longer the longer term bonds ha- have actually dropped in, in some prices here. Uh, the thirty is at four point zero. The twenty is at four point one. The tens at three point eight. The sevens at three. 38380 the 10s at 3837 so so we're not doing too bad here and then boom you get that 3 year 3.9 you get the 2 year 4.1 you get the 1 year 4.6 you get the 6 month 5.1 so the front end is still heavily loaded here but that 2 year has actually um it's not so much that the 2 year has come up as much as the 10 year has gone down i mean you were above you were above 4%. Now we're at 3.83. Um, bond market's telling you something here, folks. Uh, they don't like what they're seeing in the equity markets. That's what it's telling you if you need to uh, try to read what's going on there. So uh, it's not – there's just a lot of stuff going on. And people then, of course, you know, you, you make some comment like that. Well, what do you mean there's a whole bunch of stuff going on out there? Well – you know, the economy uh, has had the deepest yield inversion in 40 years. You have the M2 money supply that has, uh, year over year, has continued to go down. Uh, the bankings have continued to tighten. The banking uh, credit has tightened year over year. The gross domestic income has contracted year over year. And any of these can really point to a downturn. And then you go to the jobs market. I mean, now this is just in 2024. Twitch cuts 35%, Unity Software 25%, Brex 20 Discord 17 Wayfair 13 Riot Games 11 Dolingo 10%, Rent the Runway 10%, eBay 9%, BlackRock 3%, Citigroup 20,000, Google cuts 1,000, UPS cuts 12,000, and someone else, Amazon has cut several hundred. In 2023, layoffs jumped 98% compared to 2022. That, that is a warning sign here on the economy, folks. And that, these are all the things that when people say, well, well what are you looking at? I mean, the, these are the kind of things that you continue to look at. Uh, and that's why I say all these are sort of pointing that the recession is, it has started possibly. We don't know that for certain, but it wouldn't be surprised if, if we are in one or started one, but we, wouldn't, we won't know that for nine months. But that, that's just what all, the, all these indicators sort of tell you if you're looking at charts and looking at other things that are happening, and that's why we pay close attention to them. Looking at the notes, uh, should be up for another day or two. The weekly should be down for another two weeks. Looking at the 30-year uh, U.S. Treasuries, should be near a peak on the daily. The weekly weekly's a little mixed here. Uh, because of those announcements on Wednesday, it tr- it's trying to slide up here real quick. But from the overbought zone, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a little mixed. Sideways to down for a week or two is what I would say. But if things continue and this starts to break out to the high side, then uh, probably a low has been put in. But I wouldn't be very confident of that at this point in time. Uh, looking at the dollar, it is should be getting near a daily low within the next day or two. The weekly has has reached overbought, uh, so keep that in mind. 
uh, should be getting near a daily high that is taking, or a, sorry, excuse me, a weekly high that's taking place there. The euro dollar is actually sort of weird here. The euro dollar flipped there about uh, Tuesday and has stayed oversold. That usually doesn't happen when you have both the dollar and the euro in both the oversold positions on a daily basis. It's a, it's a little weird. And, but the one thing I will say is the euro is nearing oversold on a weekly basis. Probably sideways down for another week or two there would be what it's saying. The, the daily got a little screwed up there, I'm pretty sure, because of uh, Wednesday of this week is what happened there. Uh, gold, as we do look at gold... Trying to fight that 2055 level. We're, we're still in, in no man's land. It's between 1997 and 2055. I mean, that's sort of where we're continuously trying to battle this out. However, gold is getting near a daily high uh, that is taking place. So that's something that you need to be well aware of at this point in time. If, if gold can hold here, hold that 1997, even if it takes another week or two to do it, then it would be in a very good shape uh, to possibly get a rally off of here. And with what's happening yesterday, that, that's, a, that's a big move. All of these things matter really on these closes on this Friday. It, it, in, you know, it's up, gold's up a half percent yesterday, so we, we shall see where we actually end up today. Uh, but that's what's happening on the, the gold front because, again, the weekly... Mm, the weekly sort of mix. It, it got to oversold the fast line, but it's already started to head up. I don't know if I trust that or not. That could be a head fake. I'd just be be a little leery of that. And the reason also is silver is uh, on a daily is overbought. Should be down at any point in time, if not heading down today. The but the weekly on the silver has actually started to turn up. Silver looks in a much better position than gold. But the thing is, they always track each other, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see see that continue. Oil. Said last Friday that we were probably getting near a high, uh, if that wasn't the high that was being put in. However, what I will say is we were looking for 78.78 on a continuous contract. Man, it actually did that on Monday. But it closed lower. So the highest close was actually ended up being there on Friday. And so that's what we thought would happen. Should be sideways to down for another day or two is what's going to happen there. And the pattern with gold, gold is overbought, or excuse me, with oil, is oil is overbought on a weekly basis. I wouldn't be surprised here if that did put in a weekly high as well. It's one of those things we'll have to wait and see. You really would need to get a close below 74.76 on the continuous to sort of say, hey, that that, uh, that that more than likely put that in. That'd be a closing overlap there uh, to be looking at. And then you would think that oil would be sideways to down for at least three to four weeks, if not longer. So that's what you got to be looking at there. Um, oil or gasoline prices still staying under three bucks at this point in time. Bitcoin, looking at it on a daily basis, it is moving out of overbought. Should be moving down for 
for three to four days. Uh, had that little bottoming here uh, almost two weeks ago on the trading. And we said, you know, it should be making a move up. It made its move up. It looks totally corrective in nature. Uh, I would say that that is going to be down. Apologize, I'm missing the weekly here. I don't know what I did. I messed up here. Uh, the weekly, oh, got it. The weekly, the weekly is actually oversold. So it, it's a little conflicting there, but probably is going to be down for for that time. And then, then it should be up for two to three weeks. So we'll see if it doesn't, you know, rebound and get some of that back. Uh as we are taking a look here, trying to get over the daily here for you again, give you a number. If you're trying to play that nonsense at home, hey, you could get up to 45 all the way, maybe up to 46,784. 46, so that's someplace in there is where I would expect it to, to die off. It may not, but that would be, that would be the ideal ranges for, for it to get into. Um, before on, on a weekly basis we do need to go to a short break when we come back we're going to finish up with some of these other uh commodities including hitting up some of these uh some of these grains as always if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show we'd love to hear from you 812-316-2079 follow us on facebook or twitter send us an email info at lindsaywealth.com financial questions real answer be right back after the short break have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or X. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Let's take a little look here at some March soybeans. The daily is sort of mixed. It's, it's actually crept up. Uh, so if that happens, maybe we have put in a daily bottom here. The, the weekly is trying to move out of, uh, out of oversold. So if that has, you know, if we can, if it can stay above, well, right now, that'd be a two week higher close. If we can close up in the range we are right now here on Friday. So let's see if it can do it or not, because it just needs to close above, uh, twelve thirteen. Again, that's on the that's on the March contract. If it does that, then it's in pretty good shape. Uh, to say, hey, we put in a low, should be sideways to up three to five weeks. More than likely, would be the what would take place there. Uh, trying to look at this pattern. I mean, that could be one heck of a corrective pattern. I mean, if that's the case, you could really see has a chance for soybeans to really, really kick up. If if that was actually the low, we've been talking about this for quite a while here, for about two months, saying, you know, at some point in time, it's got to stick one in here. 
uh, and, and plant and go the other way, hopefully it is about to do that. As we do look at March corn, oh, it's so mixed on a daily, I can't tell you one way, shape, form, or the other. That's almost impossible to call what's going to happen there. It's trying to kick to the upside, but <clears throat> the longer term's telling me that that's downside. I, I really can't have an opinion there. It's it's so tight. The weekly, we, I just want to tell you where it's ended the last the last three weeks, and we'll see where it ends today because the issue is the closes here. The closes. Uh, four four seven, four four five, four four six. I mean, there's no movement there, and we're hovering right around four four eight. Gosh, make a move to the upside. All you have to do is go up three pennies, and you're to three close reversal. That's a big deal. I mean, it, the movement is to the upside. The the weekly acts like a bottom is in. So. You would think the break would be higher. You close above a three-close reversal on one week. I mean, that's pretty powerful that it should be moving to the upside. But only time can tell with these commodities. They're all a little – they're a little hinky. I'll, let's just put it that way. It's not uh, – uh, there's there's nothing I'm falling in love with here uh, to be certain of. It just – the patterns are too tight, and they're they're too close to trying to bottom. Let's take a little look. This is a continuous here on the wheat, though. Um, should be sideways down for another day or two on the wheat on a weekly or on a daily basis. The weekly is a little mixed right around the oversold zone. So still, I can't even tell on this. If if that we if we did put a bottom back in there in early December, which is what we thought, that's what we said. The close was. 555 we're, we're all the way down to 568 you, 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 ho- you hope it doesn't get a new one and, and it bounces here that would be pretty strong actually if it did but that pattern is corrective in nature and very well could be going uh going downward more uh, very hard to tell with the way that this pattern is set up at this point um one of the other ones that we've talked a lot about on this show or have in the past and the one I want to hit on here is natural gas the, these temperatures everything else has just continued to push natural gas down we also had a contract dropped off and that dropped about 20 cents there o- overnight on no news it's now ha- hovering right around on a continuous at 206 now it should be getting close to getting a little bit of a bounce here we we talked about it possibly going below two. The pattern is here actually for it to move higher. That might mean twenty or thirty cents, which would be ten you know ten percent here, possibly. And if it does that, it would catch there, make a wave four. This would be the end of the wave three, and make one more downward towards a dollar seventy five. Man, it is just hard not to think if you bought natural gas at a dollar seventy five, or if it gets down near there. As long as you're willing to hold that for a little while, even if it's six months, let alone six years, you would have to think the natural gas would be up over that time period. Uh, that's just that's just something that I see. I mean, the the trade is looking very favorable um, in natural gas long term here, trying to build a bottom 
at some point here in in the next month or two should should be bottoming out so i would keep my eyes on natural gas i just if, if you're a long term and you can buy that stuff and just hold it and you can do it through an exchange traded fund you don't have to go out there and buy future contracts to be able to do that um i don't see how you can't you know if you're willing to sit on that again you buy it right now it may go down 30 or 40 cents you, you hold it for uh six months to three or four years that thing could be worth five to ten bucks uh I just don't know how natural resource like that can can honestly in today's world be below two dollars with everything else that's going on in this world. So that's just something to keep in mind if you are looking for uh, some diversity in your portfolio. As always, if you do have a question or topic you'd like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You can follow us on Facebook or X. Send us an email. Info at lindsaywealth.com. This is Darwin Lindsay for Financial Questions, Real Answers. We'll see you next week.